All righty, back out of here on The Fan. It is overtime with Jonathan Pito, and we got to the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. We're joined by our buddy Aaron Schatz, course of the FTN Network, creator of DVOA. Aaron, how are we doing tonight? Hey, I'm good, guys. How are you doing? We're good. Uh, we are trying to figure out a way to be, um, I don't know, somewhat competitive in a game against the 49ers team. That just seems like they, they just put up 30 points every game. They have an incredible defense, and Aaron, they just – they're just good is the best way to put it. I mean, listen, the fact is weird things happen in the NFL. No team is unbeatable. And Cleveland has a very, very good defense so far this year. I mean, I, I would say chances of beating San Francisco are, I don't know, like 30%. 30% even if Deshaun doesn't play? Okay, 20%. <laughs> the uh, Aaron, the debate. Game, that helps, right? Yeah, yeah. That's, the, that's kind of the sad thing we're coming to. Uh, not a realization of today, but today we spent the entire day being like, is it P.J. Walker or do you run back the rookie DTR? Because it just it doesn't seem like this is getting any better with Deshaun Watson. And now we found out today that uh, it's no longer just called a contusion. We're calling it a rotator cuff contusion. And we'll find out more tomorrow, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. If, obviously, if, if you don't have Watson, that changes things. Um, but, I mean, it doesn't change the fact that weird things happen in the NFL. And no game is – I mean, just think about Arizona and Dallas a couple of weeks ago. No no game should be written off entirely. Yeah, and, and you know, I was thinking about the different ways that this could be like a trap game for the 49ers. You know, it's just it's a one o'clock game. They got to go from the West Coast to East Coast. They just came off the big win against the Cowboys. Like there would normally, Aaron, be a lot in favor of the Browns in this matchup, but when you go to anything beyond Deshaun Watson, it feels a little less likely. Um, if it was you, would you go DTR and run the rookie back one more time, or would you go with PJ Walker, who last year did beat Tom Brady? Ah, uh, it's tough. I I mean, I think Walker. Uh, would be better, but I don't know how much he knows the offense. What has he been there, like a week? Yeah, it's been a few weeks, but it's not been much, yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, I guess I'd go with Walker. It's a, that's it's tough. I mean, the problem is San Francisco also has a good defense, right? It's not just, mm-hmm. it's not just that they have a ridiculous, like, record-setting offense. So uh, it's not like Watson has covered himself in glory this year either, but those guys are both a step down, so – so I guess I'd go Walker. Should Andrew Barry be facing heat for trading away Josh Dobbs for a fifth-round pick, or do you think that's just a lot of people in hindsight uh, saying, of course he shouldn't have gotten rid of him. We need Dobbs. When a fifth-round pick is, at the time, we thought, hey, that's pretty valuable. Yeah, I mean, hindsight is twenty twenty, um, And very few teams spend three roster spots on quarterbacks these days, right? If you had kept Dobbs as the backup, you're not going to cut DTR, so you've got to use three roster spots on a quarterback, and they decided they weren't going to do that. And given that, they wanted to develop the youngster rather than going with the veteran. I don't think anybody expected Dobbs to play the way that he has in Arizona, certainly not anybody who's had him in, in their on their team for the last few years, or else they would have been starting him. So um, it, it's really hard to blame them for that, that move. Yeah, I think that's a lot of revisionist history at play there, and that's okay. That's that's fine. We we do that in sports, right? But uh, should the Browns have had more of an insurance plan in general for Deshaun without playing for two years, with the exception of the six games last year? Or is this one of those things where you look and you say, well, Deshaun throughout his career had been a really healthy player. He battled through a torn ACL even in college. He's battled through a couple injuries even in the pros, and you can rely on that. Yeah, I mean, you know, 
It's hard to know just how much of the old Deshaun Watson matters. I argued in the preseason that that was a much larger sample size of Deshaun Watson being good than what he did in the last six games of last year. But now you have 10 games of him not being good. And I mean, yes, uh, you know, you have, you have more time of him suffering injuries and struggling with injuries. So you know, as time goes on, that past time in Houston becomes less important and what he's done in Cleveland becomes more important. How important was it that the Tennessee game, the last game we saw him, was the best game we've seen him in a Browns uniform? I mean, that's positive. There's no question about it. But, you know, it's the opposite of the sample size argument, right? It's That's only one game, and Tennessee is not a particularly good pass defense, right? They have, have a strong run defense, but they don't have a really good pass defense. So. um you know, I'd like to see him do it two or three games before I'm like, oh, Deshaun Watson's back. Yay. <laughs> that would, yeah. Uh, I think that's how a lot of Browns fans are taking this as well. But then this this time in between, and especially against the good teams, right? You, you miss a Ravens game. Now you potentially miss a 49ers game. You miss these two games. And it's not like it sets you up, Aaron, for like a, a murderer's row in the upcoming stretch. Colts, Seahawks, Cardinals. It's It's like, okay, we're expecting you to be good in those games. Yeah, I mean, uh, the Ravens' defense has been really, really good this year. That's who they play week 10, and Pittsburgh's defense is good. That's who they play week 11. Seattle's had a strong run defense, but not a good pass defense. They're very similar to Tennessee in that way. So, um, I mean, yeah, there's some winnable games coming up. Uh, There's no question about it. Listen, I liked Cleveland before the season started. Schedule Mm -hmm. was about average. Um, They've played, you know, some of the – They play the division games. Uh, You know, once they get past San Francisco, they've got some easier games on their plate, certainly. And, you know, the fact that they got Cincinnati with Burrow clearly hobbling in week one absolutely helps. Vegas hasn't moved too much off of uh, what they initially had set their over-under as. I believe they're still at nine and a half. Have you moved off yours? No, I mean, we had them at like 10 or 10.3 or something uh, before the season, and I think we're about in the same place now. If I look up our playoff odds report, I'll tell you that we have Cleveland averaging 9.4. So I guess we've dropped a little bit. That's still pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it's about what Vegas has. Now, would you, and just again, just you personally, if you're talking about this defense, is that is that the obviously it's the best part of this team? Has it surprised you just how I, I know before we had you on in the before the season got underway, you said the defense could be top ten. Has it surprised you that they've even been this good though? Oh yeah, they're number one. Uh, they're the number one defense in the league by our numbers. Now we'll see what happens once you know once you play San Francisco. But then again, our our numbers are adjusted for opponent, and San Francisco is you know, obviously a tough opponent. So we'll give them a little bit of leeway if they let San Francisco score some points. But right now we have them as the number one defense in the league through the first five weeks. And I, I didn't expect that at all. I mean, I knew that they could be better than they were in the past, but they're number one against the pass, number three against the run. So, I mean, it's been fantastic. How far can a number one defense take you if Deshaun doesn't get any better than what we've currently seen? Well, that's the problem. I mean, first of all, your best teams are the teams that are balanced, that have both offense and defense. And then the fact is offense does win more games than defense does. Usually the best offenses are more good than the best defenses are good, if that makes any sense. So, I mean, you know, listen, we talk about the 2000 Baltimore Ravens, but the 2000 Baltimore Ravens was 23 years ago. 
Yeah, and we've brought that team up. We've also brought up like the 85 Bears and everything. And I, I, I got to tell people, I'm like, Aaron, it's not, this is not reflective of real football right now. Like, this is not. The, the 85 Bears offense, also, the 85 Bears offense was better than the Cleveland offense has been this year. Oh, really? Much better. Yeah, that was a top 10 offense. That was a top 10 offense. Even because they had Walter Payton, too. They had McMahon healthy for most of the year, and they had Walter Payton. McMahon, though, wasn't overall a very good quarterback. Oh, he was much better than the rest of the quarterbacks in Chicago around that time. Well, oh, yeah. everyone's better than those Chicago quarterbacks. <laughs> I mean, Aaron, that, that's not – that's the uh, – I'm from Chicago, so I'm going through, like, a, a bunch of Harbaugh's and then – Tom Zach and – Yeah, and then you Steve get through – Like, my yeah. childhood was like Jonathan Quinn. You know what I mean, Aaron? Like, that was, there was a lot of – there was a lot of that thrown in the mix there. Uh, Aaron Schatz joining us here, of course, part of the FTN Network. So now as we go into some of the other parts of the NFL, and I, I saw you had a stat earlier today. I thought this was pretty fascinating. I, I was listening to a – a station in San Francisco, and they tried comparing the 49ers to the Warriors team that started off 24-0 and because, like, five games in an NFL season is basically starting off, like, 24-0 and in a basketball season is what they were going for. But I, I kind of want to pump the brakes on that. I, you, did, you dug into some research, though, with 5-0 and teams. Uh, what'd you find out? Yeah, it's wild. Um, since 2000, uh, 5-0 and teams have only won the Super Bowl 8.7% of the time. Like, oh, I mean, I mean, if you put all, if you look at all the 5-0 and teams, right, only 8.7% of them have won the Super Bowl. If you look at all the teams that have won the Super Bowl, 23 uh, teams, only four of those teams were, had started 5-0 and compared to, uh, I think, 10 that started 4-1, and eight that started 3-2, and and one that started 2-3. and So, uh, the fact is, is statistically, five and zero and four and one win Super Bowls about the same amount of the time. And and the fact that they, uh, these two teams, uh, Philadelphia and San Francisco, have started five and zero doesn't guarantee them anything. That's incredible. Uh, I like Brock Purdy. The smart analytical community, I feel like, uh, is kind of wavering in be- in between. Like I've heard some people say he's like a very privileged quarterback. He's got all these weapons. He's got the, the best head coach. Like he's the epitome of a privileged quarterback. Where do you stand with Brock Purdy? Are you are you pro what he's doing right now in regards to something he can keep up, or is this more Shanahan? Is this more the system, or does he actually have some skill to himself? Oh, it's a combination of all the things. I mean, he throws with great anticipation. He's really good at decision-making. He's really good at uh, diagnosing defenses. And he's better than Jimmy Garoppolo was when things break down, when structure breaks down. So I think the problem is that the discourse about Purdy has turned into either he's a completely replaceable part or he's the MVP. And I think what he's actually is is a VP or a valuable player not the most valuable player because he has so much around him and he has the Shanahan scheme. I don't think he is the best player in the league, even if he has the best stats, but he's certainly a valuable player and he's doing things in that offense that other quarterbacks haven't been able to do. When you watch the Ravens Steelers game over the weekend, was it the Ravens blowing that or was it the Steelers winning it? Well, first of all, I didn't get to watch too much of the Ravens-Steelers game, but, I mean, God, the drops. I mean, the Ravens had so many yeah. drops and then the bad interception on the shoulder fade in the end zone. And, um, I mean, you know, both of those teams tried to lose that game, basically. But, yeah, I think it was more the Ravens losing it than the Steelers well, winning it. Who's the best team in the uh, AFC North in your mind? Uh, I mean, uh, so far this year, Baltimore. I mean, we have Baltimore number seven in our ratings. We have Cleveland ninth. Pittsburgh 20th and Cincinnati 24th. 
That's based on just this year, not any preseason. Cleveland 20th, is that what you said? No, Cleveland 9th. Oh, Pittsburgh. Cleveland 9th. Okay, yeah, because you said 9.4. Like, you have not really docked Cleveland too much for the uh, – for the differences in, in what at least we pre- – like, it's funny. Like, over here, a lot of people are acting like this guy is falling in a little bit of a way. And maybe that's because we don't – we have such uncertainty with Deshaun Watson. I like that your – I like that your metrics, your data suggest that the Browns are in a good spot. Aaron, we appreciate you as always. We'll check you out over there at FTN, and uh, we'll catch up with you down the road. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. FTNfantasy.com slash DVOA. That's where you find me. Perfect. Thank you, Aaron. As always, thank you. All right. All right, good stuff right there with Aaron Schatz on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. That's fascinating. I, I honestly, I didn't expect him to be so in with the Browns because right now we do a lot. We do a lot of Browns conversations. Obviously, I talk about the Browns nightly on this show, and I feel like in the past week and a half, and maybe this is just the Stefanski side of things. It might just be the Stefanski side of things. But I feel like in the past week and a half, we have found ourselves with as little confidence in this team as we have in a very long time. But what's fascinating is that Vegas hasn't really moved their idea of what the Browns are. Aaron, who does this and crunches the numbers, knows everything about it. The man created DVOA. Everything about anything when it comes to the numbers. His system says they haven't moved off of it very much. So why is it that I'm sitting here talking to you guys and I'm like, wait a second. We're going up against a 49ers team, and if it's a backup quarterback situation, Aaron put it nicely at 20%. I don't know that we're drawing dead, but it doesn't make me feel warm and fuzzy inside. Is it because of the schedule the rest of the way? Is it because if you have a healthy Deshaun Watson for the Colts game, for the Seahawks, for the Cardinals, maybe we win those three, and then we're right back in the driver's seat before we take on the other AFC North opponents? 216-474-0092. Is it in the best interest of the Browns to maybe have Deshaun Watson not play this week. Gear himself up for the Colts, the Seahawks, and the Cardinals. We'll do it all next. It's overtime with Jonathan Peterman here with you on The Fan.